Hi, this is Nathan. Before we get to the episode, I want to invite you to join me on an incredible adventure this November of 2024. I am taking a small group of believers to Turkey, what the New Testament called Asia Minor, for a 12-day Bible study tour of the early church. We'll be studying the book of Acts and many of the epistles on location as we visit ancient cities like Ephesus, Laodicea, Heropolis, Antioch, Pergamum, and many more. If you are interested in joining me this November for a once-in-a-lifetime adventure as we study where much of the New Testament and early church took place, you can learn more by going to deeperchristian.com forward slash turkey. And if you're interested, don't delay. Spots are limited and on a first-come, first-served basis, and a $100 discount is available if you register before May 27th. I do hope you can join me. And again, more information is available at deeperchristian.com forward slash turkey. Now, here's the episode. Welcome to episode 245 of the Deeper Christian Podcast. This is the podcast to help you study God's word, know Jesus intimately, and discover how you can build your life around Jesus Christ. I'm Nathan Johnson, and in today's episode... I want to freshly exhort you to seek the face of the Lord. Let's dive in. I mentioned in the last episode that I've been wrestling through what Bible topic or series I should be focusing on this upcoming summer in the Ellerslie Daily Thunder podcast. And just as a quick note, if you haven't responded, I would love to get your feedback. There's actually a link in the show notes for this episode. And I'm going to be making that decision probably in the next week. So if you haven't given me feedback, I would love to hear from you about which of the three options that I've been pondering would actually be a great blessing and an encouragement to your faith if you were to listen to the Bible study series this summer. Well, one of those particular topics that I've been just wrestling through is this idea of what does it mean to truly seek the Lord wholeheartedly and not get lost in just the craziness of our culture or get lost in other pursuits. It seems like as I look at modern culture, especially within the church, we are so distracted by everything but the one thing we should be focused upon, which is Jesus. I mentioned this verse in the last episode, but in Psalm 24, I love what the psalmist says in verse 3 and 4. David is writing, and he says in verse 3, he asks the question, Who may ascend into the hill of the Lord? Who may stand in his holy place? Which I actually think is a phenomenal question. Because as a believer, I how do I approach the presence of God? I want to stand in his holy presence. Well, what is that going to require? And David answers in verse 4, and he says, It is they who have a clean hand and a pure heart who have not lifted up their soul to idols. In other words, they have not gotten distracted. They have not pursued other lovers of their soul Rather, they are steadfast and pursuing Jesus Christ, if I can put it in our new covenant context. There's a similar idea in Psalm 105. The psalmist there says, seek the Lord and his strength, seek his face continually. And I don't know about you, but that is so convicting because, all right, I'm willing to seek his face, but can I just do it maybe on Sunday mornings and maybe on Wednesday nights as well? But the psalmist says, no, we are to seek 
his face, which is which is such an intriguing thought, and I have not studied this out fully, but it seems like if I'm going to be seeking someone's face, it's not just a mirror image. It's not just a picture of someone. It's the relational, intimate kind of an idea that if I'm seeking after someone's face, I'm seeking after who they are. I'm seeking after the expressions. I'm, I'm seeking after the, that intimacy of closeness. In other words, it's very relational. And I need to be seeking the Lord continually, which again is this idea of always, <laughs> which is so convicting. Because if I can ask you, do you seek the Lord continually? Is that always before you? Is that always your delight? Is that your constant passion and throb of your heart to truly seek the Lord with all that you are? David, in Psalm 27, he's responding to the Lord. And David says, when you, O Lord, said, seek my face, my heart said to you, your face, O Lord, I shall seek. Wouldn't that be an amazing response for our own soul? That when God says, hey, would you seek me? Would you come after me? Would you, will you pursue me? Then every fiber of our being would cry out, yes, you, O Lord, I shall seek. And that concept goes to the very heart of all of scripture. Jesus was asked, what is the greatest commandment? If you were to take all of the Old Testament and summarize it, what does it say? Now, when Jesus was asked that, he kind of flipped the question to the lawyer who's asking him, he says, well, what does the law say? And of course, the lawyer goes back into the statement of Moses in Deuteronomy chapter six and brings up the one statement that is read and quoted every single day, especially on the Sabbath by the Jews. And here's the statement, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, with all your mind and love your neighbor as yourself. And of course, Jesus says, yes, do this and you will live. In other words, that is the summary of the entirety of the law. That is the summary of the scripture, that that the whole essence of my being, the whole pursuit of my heart should be wrapped up in loving God with everything that I am, that I should be continually seeking his face, that I should desire him more than anything else. In the book of Proverbs wisdom, which is actually just a portrayal of Christ, is is this idea of I should pursue him as if he is silver. I should pursue him as if he is the greatest treasure. I should be willing, like the like the treasure in the field, I should be willing to give up all things to embrace and have the true treasure, which is Christ. He is the pearl of great price. Jesus on the Sermon on the Mount talks about the fact that we should seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. That yes, our good father knows that we need food and clothing and and, and those kind of things, but that's not what should be our pursuit. Our pursuit should be him and his righteousness, his kingdom. Well, with that as kind of an overview, let me read you a passage from Philippians chapter three. Paul is talking and in earlier chapter three, He's given a list of his resume. He's saying, okay, here's my background and here's my tribe and here's how I grew up and here's my education. And then he makes this rather difficult summary statement. He kind of takes all of his life and kind of blankets it by making this statement in Philippians chapter three, verse seven and eight. And Paul writes, whatever things were gained to me, those things I have counted as loss 
for the sake of Christ. More than that, I count all things to be loss in view of the surpassing value of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish that I may gain Christ. Do you hear what Paul is saying? He's saying, yeah, here's my background and here's my education and here's the awards and trophies that I've won. But anything that I've looked at my life and I say, okay, that's actually a benefit to my life. That, that's actually a gain to me. He says, I would rather count that all as loss. I'd rather throw it aside for the sake of Christ. That just knowing him and, and pursuing him is worth more than any of the accolades or the accomplishments that I could earn from the culture. And again, Paul is from a religious culture. So you could add all the church stuff. It does not matter the church size. It doesn't matter the ministry and the impact and all this kind of stuff. If, if I don't have Christ, says Paul. And then almost to make us more squeamish in verse eight, he says, well, even more than that, I will look at everything and count everything to be a loss in view of the surpassing value of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. And he says, I'd count all things as rubbish, which isn't just trash. It's literally dog dung. And he says, I will count them all as rubbish that I actually may gain and grab a hold of and apprehend Christ. What about you? Could you say that same thing? Are you, are you lost in the pursuit of success or money or fame or relationships or whatever it may be that is your affection of the depths of your heart? Do you really long for Jesus Christ or are you actually pursuing something else? Do you truly seek his face continually? Is your whole life wrapped up in loving God with all of your heart, mind, soul, and strength? Is the pursuit of, of your heart to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness? Or is it merely just an add-on to your life? Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm going to do my life thing and I'd love to be successful and have a lot of money and, and I, I want a good relationship and I want this and I want this. And sure, sure, sure. I'll, I'll go to church and I'll add Jesus to my life, but he's not my life. And the declaration of all of scripture is that God is not an add-on to our life. He is to be the fullness of our life. He should be the focus, the delight, and the pursuit of every fiber of our being. That we are to seek his face continually. Well, I don't know about you, but that is convicting. And I'm in ministry and I spent a, I spent a lot of my day doing quote-unquote religious ministry things. And yet one of the things that I've noticed, and I've said this on the podcast before, but one of the things that I've noticed over the last 15, 20 years is that it is so easy to get wrapped up in doing things for God that I miss spending time with God. Or somehow I equate the busyness of life and the busyness of ministry and, and proclaiming good truths to mean, well, I must have something good with Jesus. When in reality, my intimacy with Jesus, that should bubble forth and the outflow of that should come into ministry. And yet for too many people sitting in the pews in church, we are so wrapped up in doing the religious activities that we've actually lost intimacy with God himself, that we don't actually love God with all of our heart, with all of our soul, with all of our strength, with all of our mind. We, we tip our hat to him. We, we do the religious stuff. We go to church on Sundays and, and we have some Christian fellowship and we might read our Bibles and pray, 
But the reality is, is if you were to look at the totality of our hearts and our minds and our strength and our lives, well, we're not actually wrapped up in Jesus. We're wrapped up in ourselves and Jesus has just become an add-on. Dear friend, may I encourage you, don't get lost in anything but Jesus. Would you take whatever it is that you're pursuing and, and whatever is strangling your life and whatever sin may be besetting you and, and any distraction, even if it's good things, and would you lay aside every weight and, and every sin that so easily entraps and ensnares us so that you could run this race with endurance, with your eyes fixed upon Jesus, the author and the perfecter of our faith? That is the Christian life. And if you find that your affections and your desire and your mind and your heart is, well, I, I want Jesus, but I'm, I'm so wrapped up in all this other stuff. Would you find yourself at the foot of the cross and just cry out to the Lord and say, Lord, forgive me. I repent of pursuing all these other affections and actually not pursuing you. Lord, would you somehow enable my heart? Would you somehow stir my soul so that I would actually pursue you to seek your face and to love you with everything in my life? that all of my heart, my mind, my soul, my strength, that all my life would be given to seeking and pursuing and loving you. Oh, that is my cry, not only for myself, but for you as well. Would you resolve even today to freshly seek the Lord? He is so good. He is so kind. He's so merciful and gracious. And I love the promise of Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6 where the writer says, without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is, and get this, he is a rewarder of those who seek him. That God will reward us pursuing him. When we turn our affections and turn our gaze and say, God, I, 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 I'm not pursuing you like I desire. You're going to have to even give me the grace and the mercy and the help and the enablement to, to pursue you like I desire. But when we seek him, when we go after him, God rewards that. And just for note, it's not a reward of money or success or fame. He rewards us with himself. That is the greatest reward in all the universe. Would you freshly seek the face continually of your Lord? Well, thank you for listening to this episode of the Deeper Christian Podcast. For show notes of this episode, including a list of all the verses I just read, please visit deeperchristian.com forward slash 245 for episode 245. And again, I would love to hear your feedback on what Bible study series you think I should dive into this upcoming summer in the Daily Thunder series. And so there's a link in the show notes of this episode for you to give a quick response. It'll take less than 10 seconds. And for those who've already done that, thank you so much. I'm excited for what God has in store for us this summer. Well, until next time, know I am praying for you and I'm cheering you on as you build your life around Jesus Christ.